Hi out there. <laughs> I'm Pat Pauly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Art Beat Northwest. Each week, we interview someone from the visual arts or the performing arts, and we talk about goings-on in the local art scene. And this week, Larry Culkins, painter, sculptor, photographer, puppet maker, collage maker, jewelry maker, and many other, mm-hmm. yes, many other talents, and teacher is here. Welcome to the show, Larry. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, we're so happy you could come in and talk with us today. But before we get started, let's talk about some local art openings coming up. Now, there is a new space in Seattle, which is really wonderful. It's called Arts at King Street Station, and it's a huge area on the third floor of King Street Station that has been totally remodeled and is just a wonderful gallery space and just devoted to art and artists. And their first exhibit, is their opening show, is a Native American art show titled Yahoot. And uh, that opens on March 23rd. This is coming up soon. And um, it's free. You can go free uh, and see this wonderful exhibit. And it will be on until August 3rd. So you have the summer to get in there. But we all need to go in and see that wonderful space. And the exhibit, Yahoot, uh, kind of emphasizes that um, the indigenous culture is still here. We're still here. We are living artists. We're not part of history, just something of the past. And that's what they really want you to know in this exhibit. And then opening March 7th at Harris Harvey Gallery, uh, a new show uh, with Richard Morehouse. Uh, And Richard Morehouse is kind of a he uses lots of color. He's kind of an impressionistic type uh, painter. He's been here in Seattle for years, and I actually have two of his paintings, one of which was in a book on Northwest Landscape. So I really do like his paintings, and it would I know it's going to be a great show. Uh, he's ever inventive and experimental with his art, and uh, this will be on only until March 30th, so be sure to get in and see that. We'll be back shortly talking with Larry Calkins about his many facets of art. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Through March 24th, see Dylan Newworth. Omnia. Newworth is a contemporary artist working with light, space, and interactive technologies. The exhibition traces a metaphorical life cycle from the cosmic to the personal, including work in video, performance, sculpture, and neon. The museum's fifth biennial, BAM Biennial 2018, BAM Glass-tastic, will be on view from November 9th through April 14th. This juried exhibition showcases the best work in glass from 48 established and emerging Northwest artists, craftspeople, and designers. For more information, visit BellevueArts.org. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Larry Calkins is here talking about his many kinds of art. And Larry, your art is very distinctive and people 
people love it. Why don't you talk a little bit about your style and what you do? Well, I work in a lot of different mediums. Um, um, however, there's a thread that runs through it all. And um, so I work in, in um, oftentimes encaustic, which is uh, painting with uh, beeswax. Uh, it's a class that I teach a lot. Um, also work from a kind of uh, family history and sort of um, allegory. Um, I tend to um, work with things that are around me, just things that I see every day, and I just reinterpret that into, uh, into my work. So how does that tie in with where you grew up and uh, what you're affected by? Does that tie into your art now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I come from a, a a small community uh, in Oregon called Harlan, which is on the uh, on the coast range uh, between Newport and Corvallis, Central Coast, and uh, it's sort of a isolated little community, um, very um, beautiful and uh, and um, somewhat lonely, but um, there's a lot of things to, to to be inspired by, and including the the people that I grew up with, uh, which I think are very interesting people. Um, very um, honest, down-to-earth, good, hard-working people that I really admire. So how did you become interested in art in that isolated area? I, I, I was always interested in drawing and painting uh, just because of grade school and high school. I remember being introduced to, uh, to uh, drawing when I was a kid and um, just sort of always did it. Uh, in uh, when I went to high school, I uh, I got very interested in photography, um, and I took a lot of pho- photography classes and did a lot of um, work in a dark room, and uh, thought that would be my my career. And it, and it was for several years. I worked as a photographer, and and I worked at a place in Seattle called IVC Wright, which was a professional lab doing uh, printing for advertising and historical. Um, Boeing Archives and Washington Historical Society and that sort of work, which I really enjoyed. So you kind of challenged your art into photography for a time. And then you spent some time in London. How did that influence your art? So when I moved to London, it was in the um, 70s. I um, was my first wife, and um, we lived in pretty much, you know, we lived pretty cheaply because, um, you know, neither one of us had jobs at the time. So I had a lot of time on my hands wandering around the streets uh, of London and going to all the museums. And it was probably my most uh, fertile time to learn. Uh, I, I think I learned more about art in, in that year than I learned since. And it, was, it was an amazing experience. So you saw a lot of arts in the museums, or yeah, were, did you have the opportunity to do art when you were there? I did. I, I did a lot of um, paper, paper cutting, and that sort of thing. A lot of photography, um, and um, and some drawing, of course. I always kept a, a journal. In fact, I still have all my old journals from those times. And Larry does wonderful. Um, I don't. I you. There's a certain name I want to put on your art. What would you say, though? It sort of reminds everybody of something in their past. I, th- I think my work is sort of about familiarity. 
So I think what people see in my work is something that reminds them of something that they've seen before, even though they haven't, but as a certain sort of comfort um, that it gives them, maybe. I don't know. Um, I know I, I hear that a lot. I know I saw your mask recently in uh, a show at Kirkland Art Center, Bodies of Work, and all of these uh, very uh, primitive looking. You, it's, there's a certain primitive quality to yeah. your work. Uh, they looked like people I might have known. You know, they had this familiarity. You know, that uh, I don't see in other art. You know. Thanks. I I think you know the trick is 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 nuance. Sometimes you know, just a certain expression or a certain gaze. Um, I I really look for that. It, it comes from. I think it comes from being observant. I come from a family of very, um, very astute observers. And uh, we, we do a lot of staring at people, you know, <laughs> growing up. Because, um, you know, if you grow up in the country, we don't really didn't have a lot of interaction with a lot of people, just neighbors. And so, so you tended to study people a lot more. And, and that hasn't changed. I still love to watch people and study the way they walk, for an example. Uh, hand gestures, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm really into uh, watching people. Now, you just returned from Mexico. Where were you in Mexico, and what were you doing there? So, I, yeah, Mexico was fantastic. I was in a place called Chicala, which is just north of Puerto Vallarta, about 50 miles on the, on the, on the ocean near a jungle. Um, I was teaching a sketchbook class, and journaling and sketchbook, uh, and then combining that with uh, printmaking with uh, with my friend um, Miguel Perez, who's an amazing print teacher, and we were working out of his studio. Um, so the class was, instead of just buying a sketchbook, and this, uh, what we did was we had to make our own sketchbooks and then fill them. So and you sewed them together, we right? We sewed them, yeah, <laughs> cut the paper. It was great. <laughs> and and uh, you could make them as thick as you wanted that way, and then it, people wouldn't be so intimidated by all those blank pages. Oh. There so was, did some people make really thick ones? <laughs> uh, mostly they were pretty thin, but the whole idea was that, you know, each day they could even make one sketchbook and fill it, and then oh, the next okay. day start again. So oh, okay. Some people did that. Some people made, one person made, I think, about 15 sketchbooks, so... So now, were you sketching the local area and the people, or? Yeah, <clears throat> more or less. I mean, that was, I, I had a, I gave a handout for everybody with a bunch of ideas and what to look for. The whole idea was just sort of to, to teach people to, uh, to notice and to, and like I always say, uh, notice what you notice. And, and I think it was really, people really did that, just walking around and just kind of, drawing down what, what they felt, not only what they saw, but what they felt. Hmm. And, the, and this was, uh, this was through uh, Pratt, um, where I teach, Pratt in Seattle. And um, we do this every year. This is my third year. And you're doing it again next year. Next then. year, yep. So uh, you have to sign up early, because I tried to sign up for it, and it was full. <laughs> it fills very fast. There's only, like I think, seven or eight people. So. Ah, well, that's nice, though, because it's, perfect. it's really nice not to have... A huge class, and kind of lose the influence of the teacher. It's really, yeah, it's really important. And then we all stayed in the same hotel, so we got to see each other every day, and and um, it was an amazing experience. I recommend it. So you you have all these 
students that love you besides people that love your art what 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 is your teaching style what what is so uh, what's your philosophy my approach to teaching is is not to have people make what I make but to enhance what they make so my whole approach is is to really help people find their own language and, and, and expand on it. Uh, you know, I think that's really important. Um, that's pretty much what I want to do. I, I want people to just to be better and, and uh, more fully realized of uh, and what they're doing, you know, what their work is. I know, Larry, when I took your class, I took his um, class at Kirkland Arts Center, and I noticed that he, he would give you all these different techniques you could use, but he kind of wanted you to express your own ideas. And I think that's really appreciated by people. I think people, it's just, and it works for me. You know, I mean, everybody's got a different style, but I find that to be the most, um, the most exciting and the most interesting. I, I get to see what, how people think that way. And so I get to learn as well. I mean, I think half of, I think the important thing about teaching for me is to you know is that you learn something as well that the instructor also gets to learn, and um, that's always been my approach. And you said that sometimes you just teach the same thing you're working on, yeah. which is great, you know, because obviously you know it's something that you think is important. I know some of my friends at Pratt were saying that that's I do that like I teach whatever I'm working on at the time, and that that is sort of true. I mean. But I do kind of, I mean, I do have a few things that I kind of come back to regularly in my work as, as well as my teaching. Now, let's, as long as we're talking about teaching, uh, let's talk about what's ahead as far as your classes go. Um, what is ahead? So, well, every, every uh, Friday I teach uh, in collage at, um, at Kirkland Arts Center. That's an ongoing class. It's been going for, for quite a few years now. And, th- and that one is really hard to get into <laughs> that one fills pretty fast <laughs> yeah so if you want to do it you need to sign up now mm-hmm. and i took that one i just loved it so it's um anyway maybe you'll have to have two classes yeah. next year yeah. <laughs> and then you won't have enough time to do your art that's Larry. true yeah <laughs> just trying to balance it all <laughs> and then what else do you have so i have um i will be doing a um a miniatures an encaustic miniatures class which is something I, I'm sort of known for uh, in the Northwest, um, working with encaustic. And this is like making very tiny encaustic paintings using something called a pen tool where you dip it into wax. It's a hot tool that you dip into wax and you paint with. And um, that one is coming up, in, I believe, in a month. But you, you, you should check uh, Pratt.org for, for details on that. Um, so why do people like this encaustic so well? I see them working in it kind of, it's kind of hot wax. It doesn't look all that, you know, but the results look really good. Yeah, I think what happens, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think people like it because it's natural and maybe because of the depth that it, that it brings forth. You can sort of look into an encaustic wax painting and you can sort of like you're looking into something. And um, I don't know, I started teaching it several years ago uh, before encaustic became the rage and um, suddenly it became very popular and there were waiting lists and 
and uh, people could not get into my classes because they were always full. And since then, it's sort of died down a little bit. Also, a lot of my students are teaching it now. Oh, so, okay. So it's really getting popular. Yeah, really. very. <laughs> yeah, it's a Northwest thing for sure. And But this is a really old technique. Didn't, haven't they found some of these encaustics that, like, the backing would be rotting off from 3,000 years ago or something? The encaustic was, picture yeah. was still perfect. It's an amazing uh, enduring material. It, it, uh, nothing other than extreme heat nothing really um, affects it you know bacteria fingerprints oils nothing it's it's uh, incredibly durable oh, that's great yeah um also if you wanted to take that miniature course this is what i'm thinking is they have i saw at least two shows of miniature paintings that you could enter so if you've wanted to do some miniature paintings and then have a goal of Oh, I think I'll enter it in this, you know, exhibit. And so what if you get rejected, you know? I mean, you, you haven't done try. it that long, but, you know, you may as well try it. It's usually only like 10 or $20 entry fee. You're not losing a lot. Right. You know? so, no, so I thought, oh, I think I'm going to do that. You should, so, yeah. You know, so if any of your listeners want to do that, I'll probably see you there. Okay. Because, um, that sounds because great. Because I, I've, you know, something, it's kind of been in the back of my mind. I can't, you know... I don't know if I could do a big picture, but maybe I could do a little picture. <laughs> I, I was I was mentioning earlier that it's sort of like embroidery. You know, it's just very detailed work, the way I do it, the way I teach it. And um, it has a certain charm that that that's really hard to describe unless you actually try it. Um, I recommend it. It's, it's pretty much all I do anymore in, in the form of encaustic painting. I just work very, usually small, oftentimes on oh, little... Really? little block pieces. Uh-huh. Uh, I just basically paint several little blocks and I put them in a box. And the, bo- the blocks are um, multi-sided, so you can sort of change the narrative of the painting by changing the, you know, turning the blocks over. Oh. Sort of like an old uh, 19th century block puzzle game. Oh. Yeah. So we got a lot of uh, different ways you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's already time for a break. Uh, we're here talking with Larry Calkins, artist, uh, educator, uh, artist in every way. And we'll be back with more shortly on Artbeat Northwest. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Larry Calkins is here talking about his many kinds of art. And, uh, Larry, you have, with your style, you kind of make things always look like they've been around forever. They have this antique. How do you do that? Um, I usually use, you know, my colors are somewhat subdued to begin with. Um, I like sort of the colors of the Northwest. That's what I know. Um, but I use different materials, um, tea staining and 
dirt and mud and things that are actually of the earth um, because that's what I'm interested in. So the materials play an important role just from, for the metaphor of, of what I'm working on as well. And I remember you going through your pages of your book and just kind of uh, making them, giving them a texture of a different type before you even got started on the art. Do you do that often? I I do that almost all my sketchbooks. I always kind of try to wreck the sketchbook before I even begin so I don't... Wreck. (laughs) So I'm not not intimidated by it. Uh, One of the worst things, I think, for any artist or you know, or a writer too, is the blank page and especially the pristine white page, which is so beautiful just as it is like, you know, it's all downhill from there. So I always, (laughs) I always try to mess it up. So I'm drawing like, it's more like doing graffiti that way, I guess, like drawing on a, on a beautiful wall. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And do you like the idea of using recycled materials in your art? Yeah. Um, I try to use, um, a lot of recycled papers. We're always looking for interesting papers when we go to the thrift store. My wife, Sabina, f- always finds really wonderful um, papers at the, at the Maple Valley Thrift Store in uh, Goodwill. And, um, and so, in fact, my latest group of sketchbooks that I've been making are from there. And, and um, it's really beautiful paper. The sad thing is when you run out, you can't replace it. But, oh, that's, but that's right. okay. Yeah. Well, but you know, you don't want to make too many of the same type of thing. Anyway. That's true. I don't it anyway. Helps yeah. your creativity not to have those available. Limitations can be actually doorways to bigger ideas. Now, how about your sculpture? Uh, where do you get all of your ideas for sculpture? Talk about your sculpture a little bit because it's very whimsical and fun. So a lot of my well, I'm probably known for. Uh, these dress sculptures. Um, I I show a lot of those at um, different galleries across the U.S., um, notably at um, Seattle Art Museum Gallery. I show a lot of my dress pieces there. Um, Really? And um, that all started when I was just trying to think of people that I grew up with, uh, thinking of my mom and and also uh, pioneers that came across on wagon trains and how the women were such a strong um, influence in my life and and they have a real matriarchal structure in Harlem where I grew up. There was always a very strong woman, my grandmother, who all the people in the community kind of went to for advice. And, and so I was just sort of trying to play homage to, to those kind of women and those kind of people. So that's where a lot of my dress sculptures come from, for an example. And those have been very popular with people. They sort of identify with it or identify with someone like that. Sometimes uh, people have emotional responses to them, which is really interesting to me. Um, I think it, it makes them, and it just reminds them of something. that I can't even explain what, but, but definitely they do have some kind of an emotional response. And they do give people something, I don't know. Now, how about your puppets? Because you've given classes in puppetry or uh, making puppets. Making them, making dolls, making figures. Um, I'm very interested in that. Also, something that, that, um, you know, I try to make them look like things that that are familiar. And, um, you know, dolls especially have a very strong 
presence in people's memory and and uh, ideas of of the past, maybe. Um, plus, I like the idea of of bringing them to life in puppetry. When you start moving a puppet around, it suddenly becomes this living thing, and I find that very interesting. Um, and with the way you make them, they already have a lot of personality. They have right? a lot of personality, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes scary, maybe, but <laughs> always interesting. Never boring, I hope. Yeah. Now, where are you showing your work right now? I know you have New York Gallery. I show in uh, in New York, I show at American Primitive. In uh, Seattle, I show at uh, IMA Gallery. In uh, uh, Provincetown, Massachusetts, I show at Rice Pollock Gallery. And Atlanta, I show at um, Mason Gallery. And, um, and then at the uh, Seattle Art Museum Gallery as well. Oh, so you have um, a lot of different places where people really like your art. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, you have to go on his website and look at his, not only look at his art, but look at all of it he's sold. It's <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you, you are hugely productive. How do you stay so productive? I mean, it, is this a Zen-like experience for you, or how do you accomplish what you do? It's just work. You know, I, I don't watch television, for one thing. Um, that helps. Um, I'd probably be more productive if I stayed off the Internet. But but for the most part, I, um, I just work every day. You know, I think about it every day. If I'm not working, I'm thinking about it. Um, I, I have a sketchbook. I write a lot. All those things just sort of, it's just um, a practice more than anything else. I think anybody can do it. But it, no, anybody doesn't do it. No, I don't know. So when you get an idea, you kind of write it down. It's really important to do that. That's why sketchbooks are so great. If you have an idea, when you write it down, you lay claim to it, and you may not get to it for a couple of years even. But but that that idea is yours at that point. If you don't, if you don't write it down, it's going to be lost forever, and somebody else will do it. You know. I think that's such a good tip for an artist. It's, yeah. I'll take that to heart myself. Do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are already running out of time. <laughs> Thank you so much, Larry, for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Now, could you give your website so listeners can really see your art? Yes. Um, it is www.calkinsart.net. I think in also uh, calkinsart.com works as well. But Okay. But um, And it's C-A-L-K-I-N-S. A-R-T. Art. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, take a look at all of Larry's work. It's pretty amazing. And be sure to listen in every week at 5 p.m. for Artbeat Northwest for news and views of the local art scene. I'm Pat Polly, your host, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great creative week.